Feels like you're just stepping out of one boat into another. This here, this is stepping out on water. This ain't a bad sermon. The submission ain't submission till it feels like submission. That's right. This is the beauty of the basement. Love, it makes you feel like you just want to tell everything. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Tome. Thank you so much uh, for bringing Tome into your home. Uh, you're raising your biblical IQ every time you download this app. Go through one of the stories. Get all the content, consume it, and grow. So, come home with Tome. I just love doing that. It just It's so... <laughs> Sales pitchy every single time, but I love it. All right. Okay, so I'm super excited, y'all. And um, I've already told this man that I'm not going to try to act like uh, I'm not excited and try to downplay anything. If you don't know who this man is, you're about to. But ladies and gentlemen, basement dwellers, our guest for today is none other than Devon franklin let's go <laughs> like i'm so hyped thank you so much man for yeah, being and for coming down to thank the you. basement thank you for having me no yeah. i'm honored man it's, I'm it's, honored. A, it's a very nice basement it, it this is a this is a very nice basement so just so everybody has context right because this is not our brick wall in the back all this kind of stuff this is a bougie basement today this is the iconic beverly hilton in beverly hills yeah. Um, I I got a part to be um, an executive producer credit for a documentary uh, for a, a film called Tactical Empathy with uh, Chris Voss. We did that last night, and we get to do a pod uh, with you today. So, <laughs> man, thank you so much, first of all. Thank you. My uh, absolute pleasure. For being here. And, man, I just kind of want to start from the beginning, okay. right? A lot of people... Um, once you hit a radar, people kind of only know you from the point they they picked up on you on the radar. Mm -hmm. yep, yep. Not a lot of people care at that point about the backstory. Right. It's like, well, he here, and I rock with him. I'll take you from here and go forward. I kind of want to go back. Okay. okay. I, I want to go back to... The beginning, the the Devon before Devon. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Oakland, Devon. Uh -huh. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How you grew up. I know you wrote wrote books, but just but but just to narrate that for us and kind of mm -hmm. give us what shaped you, what kind of led you, the path that God took you on, the journey. Mm -hmm. What does that look like for you? Um, yeah, well, I'm from the Bay Area, you know, grew up in, you know, Oakland and Richmond and uh, Berkeley, you know, Albany, uh, you know, anybody that knows the Bay Area, you know, yeah. all those cities. And so, you know, I was, I'm the middle child of three boys. Okay. And so my mother, um, you know, she was born here in California and basically, you know, married the love of her life was my father when they, I mean, they, it was like love at first sight, 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so the moment she saw him, she knew like, yo, this is who I want to be with. Wow. And so long story short, they end up getting married, have the three of us. 
And, uh, you know, we lived out in the suburbs of Pleasanton. And I recently did a book called It Takes a Woman, which is an audio book. And so I kind of cover, you know, some of this story, which yeah. is, you know, once my father took this job at UPS and started moving up the corporate ladder, so to speak, he come to, he came to find out that one of his Achilles heels was alcoholism. Mm. And so, you know, his his mother and father struggled with alcoholism and his brothers, you know, were, were alcoholics. So long story short, we ended up losing, you know, the house that we were in and then me and my, my brothers and my mom, we had to move with my grandparents uh, in a house in Richmond, California. And basically, you know, it was it was a very, you know, tumultuous and unstable, you know, upbringing. My mom did the best she could. Yeah, for as sure. did my, you know, grandparents. But, you know, it's like we just, we were on welfare. You yeah. know, we were living, you know, in one bedroom. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, sleep, all four, four of us, five of us actually, you know, four of us were sleeping in the same bedroom. Wow. Yeah, and it was, uh, man, it was, it was, uh, it was difficult. Yeah. Um, and then my mother, you know, moved us out. We got our own place. And then my dad started to come back around here and there. Uh, but that was always, you know, up and down. You know, yeah. you never knew what state of mind he'd be in. You know, would he be drunk? Would he be, you know, sober? We just yeah. wouldn't know. So, can I ask this a question? Yeah, please. How old were you when when these shifts started happening um, in the home? Oh man, you know, so probably like four or five. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Four yeah. or five. Um, and then ultimately, you know, and unfortunately, my father died uh, when I was nine. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. He had a heart attack when he was thirty-six. It was his third heart attack, and um, you know, and they he knew that there was something wrong. They told him he needed to get take care of it, but you know, a lot of times, you know, black men, you know, we just don't take care of our health. Correct. And so that's what happened. You know? Wow. And so and so at that point in time, you know, we didn't know quite what to do, and my mother brought in the help of my grandmother and my grandmother's seven sisters all my great aunts wow. to really help. Yeah. Yeah. Know, to help raise me and my brothers. Yeah. Uh, and so as I came, you know, got older that same year that, that my father died was the same year that my uncle started this church in East Oakland called wings of love, Mayor, not the ministries. Cause my old, my, my uncle was a Adventist pastor. Okay. And then he started an independent ministry. So by the time he started that ministry, he was like 60 years old. Wow. And he had already been pastoring in the Adventist church for like 40 years. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it was just a whole series of events that happened that got him to the place where he and my aunt started this ministry. And the beauty of it was that it was the same year that my father died. So I really then had an outlet to process some of the trauma and the grief. And, yeah. you know, I really didn't quite know how to deal with it. Right. So right. For having sure. Having church. And then watching entertainment, yep, you know, movies like The Color Purple and yep. Back to the Future and yep. Rocky and yeah. uh, The Cosby Show and Different yes. World, you know, yeah. all of that. The, icon uh, the iconic shows. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so those shows and those movies along with going to church really just, um, they captivated me, you know, yeah. and they really helped me navigate a very uh, difficult period in my life. And so I, I, you know, in my early teens, I said, you know, I want to go to Hollywood. I want to wow. go to Hollywood. I want to make movies. That's what I want to do. Uh, and I was also involved in plays at that time. So I was always fascinated by the arts. And so growing up in the church, a lot of people were like, well, you know, you can't go to Hollywood. It's Sodom and Gomorrah. It's the devil's <laughs> playground. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're going to lose your faith yep. and you can't, you can't keep your faith. Yeah. And, and so I said, well, you know, I guess we're going to find out. Yep, I, yep, I, I yep, got to yep. gotta go. Yeah, I got to yeah, yeah. see what's, what's, what's what. Yeah, I can't absolutely. Just take your word for it. Yeah. And so that's what led me to, um, when I was 18 years old, I came down here to Southern California. 
Uh, I t- went to the USC um, business school as mm-hmm. an undergrad with a film minor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that freshman year, I had some, you know, in addition to my class load, I was like, I need to get an internship in the business to learn how entertainment works. Yeah. And so my high school after school job, the executive director of that nonprofit was college roommates with the screenwriter who wrote um, Set It Off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. His name was Takashi Buford. Mm-hmm. Or his name is. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. still around. Please don't tell me Takashi's <laughs> gone too. No, as far as I know, he's still alive. <laughs> okay. And so Takashi said, you should get an internship at this company called Handprint Entertainment. So I p- applied for the internship. I didn't really know who they were. You know, come to find out they were the management company for Will Smith and Jada Pinkett at the time. Yep. Um, Baby Faze, Michelle and Deggio Cello, ultimately uh, P. Diddy, and then Jennifer Lopez. Wow. And so um, freshman year, I got the internship. But the key to getting the internship was because they had drilled into me, you know, they meaning my church family, like, yeah. oh, you know, you can't compromise. Yep. So in that internship interview, they said, is there anything you want us to know? You know, and I said, uh, I don't work on the Sabbath. You know, so Friday night sundown and Saturday night sundown, if you need me to work this internship, I can't do it. And so they were like, oh, okay. So they ended up giving me the internship. They said, no problem. All right, let's, let's, let's slow down. This, this, is, this is where I like. This is where the gold starts coming out. <laughs> okay. All right. How old are you at this time? 44. Oh, at that time, 18. Okay. So you're 18 years old. Yeah. Okay. You're essentially, uh, th- this, is, this, is a, this is a loose thread I'm pulling so for all of (laughs) for for all of my theological buffs out there don't stone me okay (laughs) you're 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 basically Daniel okay okay right you're coming into Babylon yeah right and you are literally inhaling all of the culture Mm -hmm. you're 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 getting up on game on what this television world is like what movies are like screenwriting like you're being exposed to all of these you know iconic people in the culture yeah and in while you're inhaling all that you're you're still exhaling fidelity to god absolutely to the point that at 18 years old faced with an internship that could literally change your whole world and mm-hmm. give you exposure you're like on one condition <laughs> yeah when That's y'all true. play that music, I will not bow. And you can have your internship back. And you was going to walk. Of if course. they said, no, no, we don't care about your beliefs. Work on the Sabbath. You, you know what I mean? Figure right. it away. You would have just chunked the deuces. That's it. So the fact that they, that was your green light. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, I mean, it was like you <laughs> right. put out a fleece. You know? I, yeah. I mean, inadvert- it wasn't intentional. Right. Exactly. You but know, you were just like, that's just what it was. OK, so 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 let me say this. Can I just say kudos to. Your grandmother, the seven sisters, your uncle, the because it sounds like they dropped an anchor in your soul. Oh, yeah. I don't know too many 18 year olds ever. <laughs> That would have that level yeah. of conviction. You, you yeah. know what I mean? It might have been a little yeah. more like worldly. You know what I mean? Like, I love the Lord, but I got to do what I got to do. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> He'll forgive me. That That's a right. that's a tremendous testimony right. to what they deposited in you. 
Absolutely. It was firm at 18. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, my mother, you know, had us in Bible study every week, and we were going to church every week. Even when she wouldn't go, she would make sure we got there. So wow. it was it was definitely, to your point, you know, firmly, firmly entrenched in who we were and who we are. And so for me, it was just like, okay, let me see. You know, yeah. this, is, this is what it is. This is my commitment. Yeah. And let's see what happens. And yeah. so they were like, uh, okay. You know, they were surprised, but they weren't like, it wasn't a problem. They right. said, no problem. Sure. We'll work around that. Yeah. And so that freshman year, I took the internship. And when I was in the office, I was kind of like the third assistant to Benny Medina, who's, uh, you know, very, you know, powerful, yeah. prominent. Fresh manager. Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he still manages, uh, you know, Jennifer Lopez to this day. Wow. And so, but what was cool is I really got a chance to, you know, be up close and personal. And this was around the time when uh, Biggie had just died and Benny was managing Puff. And so really being able to be there and, you know, go to award shows in the studio and rehearsal, you know, facilities, I was really able to see the inner workings. And, and also I would drive him around. Yeah. Uh, so while I'm driving him around, I'm listening on the phone calls and how you handle business. So it was really a phenomenal, like grad, undergrad, grad wow. school in yeah, the business. For sure. And so my uh, freshman and sophomore year, I interned there. And then my junior and senior year, um, Will Smith and his producing partner, James Lasseter, started a company called Overbrook Entertainment in the yes. junior year uh, of, my, of my college life, college career. Yep. And so when they started Overbrook, I really wanted to have more information and understanding of how the film development business worked. So I left Handprint and joined Will and James over at Overbrook. I was their first intern and interned. And they were also, by the time, my, starting in my sophomore year, they started to pay me. Because the first season, the first uh, freshman year was unpaid. Right. But then sophomore year, junior year, senior year was all paid. Okay. So when I graduated, I became a, an assistant, a second assistant to James Lasseter. Yep. Uh, and they had offered me, you know, an opportunity to be promoted. And I said, cool. And about a year in, things kind of changed at the company and the promotion was no longer available. And I was really upset about it because, you know, at that age, especially, it's like, oh, you know. You just want to keep moving yeah, as yeah, fast absolutely, as you can. Absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. And so I was an assistant, and I was like, oh, man, you know, I don't see how I'm going to be able to, to do this. And yep. so for a long time, for months, I would, you know, go into the office. I was depressed. I was down. But what was happening, one thing I did not mention was the parallel track was I started preaching when I was 15. Okay. At the church in, in Oakland, Wings of Love. Okay. And so when people saw me preach, they were like, oh, you need to go into ministry. Yep. You know? And I was like, well, no, I'm not going into ministry. I'm going to, to Hollywood. I'm going into movies. And so I would preach periodically during high school. And yep. then when I got to, to college, I would also preach at a local church in, uh, in L.A. Okay. Uh, at the time, I think it was uh, Spirit of Life. Okay. And so once I got the, became an assistant, people found out at Will's company that I preached. Mm -hmm. And so we would do Bible studies during lunchtime. Uh, people would come to me for prayer. They would come to me for advice. So during this season when I was really frustrated, I didn't let anybody know that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was yeah. just like still trying to be of service and yeah. show up with a smile on my face. Yeah. But I was really kind of losing hope and faith and like, God, where are you? Yeah, for sure. Um, long story short, because we will be here for hours. <laughs> long story short. Um, but this is important as it relates to faith. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, long story short, it got to the place where um, I was, you know, went into the office one day, you know, I was went up to my cubicle, turned on the computer. I was really just distraught that morning. Like, oh, God, where are you? So yeah. I go into the bathroom and uh, and I talk about this in my first book, Produced by Faith. And I, I go into the bathroom stall and I pray. Yeah. And me and God, you know, have a, an aggressive conversation. I was like, look, you got to 
if you are who you say you are, you got to do something on this job today. Mm. You have to move on this job today. I'm standing on your word. Mm. Uh, you said anything I asked for in the name of Jesus, you would do so in the name of Jesus, move on this job today. So later on that night, um, my boss calls me in his office and he says, you know, Will and I, we love you. Uh, we can't promote you, so we want to help you find a new job. You know, So on one side, I was like, okay, wow, great. And then the other side, I was like, no, wait, hold on a minute. Like, yeah, yeah, you want to exactly. help me find a new job? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Are you firing me? Right, exactly. <laughs> like, was this the nicest way I got fired exactly. ever in my life? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, I made a list of people that I knew and, you know, did interviews. No jobs came. And so I, just around that period of time, it was near Easter, and Bishop Jakes came to L.A., to wow. preach for Faithful Central for their Good Friday service, I believe it was. Yep. And uh, and I, you know, at the time didn't know him. I was, you know, got there late and yeah. was in the rafters. And he preached a message called Turn the Page. Mm. At the end of Deuteronomy, Moses had died. But then God, mm. you know, says, hey, you got to turn the page because in the beginning of Joshua, you got to go into the promised land. That's right. And so that really motivated me. And so I go into my job and I quit. I give my two-week notice. I said, you know, I, I'm, I, I got to go. And they were like, well, do you have a job? I said, no. They said, well, why are you quitting? I said, because I can't tell you faith works if I'm afraid to try it, you know? And so they said, okay, you know, so those two weeks, you know, I, I was praying, God, give me a job, give me a job. Uh, that second week of the, of the two weeks, you know, I fasted, you know, give me a job, give me a job. And then true story, like it was probably around, you know, that Thursday or Friday of the last week of being uh, an assistant at Will's company. And people were like, man, Devon, are you really sure, you know, you want to leave and do this? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be fine. And God started to deal with me because I was only praying about the job, you know, and he was like, man, you, you only want what's in my hand. You're not even asking for my hand. Mm. And so I said, okay, God, look, you, if this is your career, then, you know, give me your hand and take me wherever you'd have me to be. So Friday, the last day the job rolls around, I leave unemployed Monday morning, wake up, you know, I, I truly have no idea you know, what's coming next, what the future is, so on and so forth. And then like by the end of the day, I got a call from Tracy Edmonds, her development executive. And they said, Hey, you know, are you, are you still looking for a job? I'm like, yeah. They said, well, we have a job for you. And that was a, as a development executive in her film division. And they were like, you know, do you want it? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know, took, took the job. Wow. Uh, was very thankful. And I said, okay, God, you have a plan for me in this business. And so I was yeah. at Tracy Evans for two years. And then MGM, uh, the studio behind the James Bond franchise and the barbershop franchise, uh, they were looking for a young executive of color. I went in, I interviewed. I got that job. Six months into being there, MGM was put up for sale. And a year later, it sold to Sony Pictures Entertainment, along with a couple of equity investors. Uh, I got a message from the chairman of Sony. Once that deal was closed, Devon, don't look for a job. We have space for you when this deal closes. So I was able to make the transition to become an executive at Sony Pictures, which is the umbrella company for Columbia Pictures. Yep. And the irony is that at the time, uh, Sony Pictures was funding Will's company. So they paid. So you're, so you're right back. There, right there. Exactly. <laughs> you back. And the first movie that we did wow. was Pursuit of Happiness. And so I was the, one of the executives on Pursuit of Happiness. And it was just, it was like, man, people thought I was committing career suicide. Like, oh, you're leaving Will. And then come to find out, Will's like, yo, now I got to take your notes. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for firing me. Right, right, right. Nicely, right. right. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so. Man, there's okay. There's a there's a lot in there. I told you I see everything in pictures. Yes. So I'm I'm actually watching what you're saying, and like there's some things that that I think we can glean from. Mm -hmm. And so if you'll just allow me first, 
do do you have working definitions for aspirations and ambitions? Uh, would you like to provide them? No, 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 <laughs> no. I'm the reason why I'm asking is because um, so many uh, there's not a lot of people that that I know that feel like they have permission mm. to pursue their dreams. Mm, interesting. They, they're almost paralyzed by whatever they feel like God's supposed to be doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So I it's do. like, I'm going to sit here and then Lord, you going to tell me. Whereas what I what I feel like I'm hearing from you is you're like, I'm going. And if you don't want me to, you better stop me because <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so the, 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 the scripture that popped in my head, Devon, when you were talking was Proverbs 16, 9, which I have memorized in NLT. And basically what it says is we make our own plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Mm. It's one of my favorite verses in the Deep. entire Bible Deep. because um, I'm a planner. I'm strategic. I like to like mm -hmm. make moves and like, I'm going to do that. Then I'm going to make a left and then I'm going to go straight. Right. That's right. the way I'm kind of yeah. wired. And so when I read that verse, we make our own plans, but the Lord determines our plan, our steps. I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you that you're, you're nice enough to make me at least let me make my plan. Right. And you're okay with me making my plan. If I'm okay with you determining my steps. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, for all the strategic planners and that get up in the morning and go, I'm going that way. The Lord can be like, you're cute. <laughs> you're actually going that way, right, but you right, can start right. going that way if you want to. I still know how to get you over here. I, I just don't, I, I don't, I think it would help a lot of people to, to hear you kind of speak into what that's like. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm just going after what I feel like the Lord is telling mm -hmm. me to do. And Sometimes you stumble into mm -hmm. his purpose and plan as opposed to like every move I made mm -hmm. was the Lord going step right here and then step right here and then step mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. Because yeah. you had like a full circle moment. Yeah. Which, again, I, I couldn't have planned it. Correct. You know, there's no yeah. there's no way. Yeah. Um, but, you know, my uncle was, you know, big in uh, the civil rights movement and, you know, used to minister in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. So growing up. Wow. You know, he really, through Wings of Love, really instilled a lot of, you know, self-determination in us. And, yep. You know, a lot of black power and, you know, in addition to the scriptures and the yep. word and all of that. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, there was never an idea for me that I couldn't go and become who I believe God called me to be. Yeah. There was always a system of checks and balances. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, you know, faith without works is dead. Correct. Right. We walk by faith, not by sight. OK. Yeah. So the other part of it that going back to the story of Daniel, you know, which always, you know, just as believers, I'm like this. We're not understanding what's going on here. You know, Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, uh, you know, were in Babylon. Yeah. Right? And but you never hear God condemn the fact that they're in Babylon. No, never. They were. But, they, but yeah. we are the ones in our <laughs> Christian culture that want to that want to condemn yeah. secular environments and be yeah. beware yeah that scripture does not exist as yeah. it relates to daniel shadrach meshach and abednego at Correct. all as a matter of fact the more they honored god but still did what was required of them the more god <laughs> promoted them gave them influence absolutely in a in a in an environment that was theoretically hostile yeah absolutely but it did not stop them from becoming the very best versions of who they were supposed to be and i think that as believers sometimes we do 
uh, allow, and this is going to sound crazy, but sometimes we allow, I'm praying on it to be the mask for not believing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to let that marinate real quick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't talk over say a lot moments. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I believe that, you know, and I believe that it's like, oh, I'm praying on it or let's see what God wants to do. Yes, that is all true, but it's a dynamic relationship with God. For sure. You know, it's like, you know, think about going back to, to even, you know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When you talk about the, the okay, you, you don't want to bow down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're even, even if he doesn't save us, we're not going to do what you're asking. Absolutely. We don't know what he's going to do. Right, right. But we're going to trust that he, that, that's right. That this is the right move for us. So, so literally, uh, uh, so I, I don't call them by their slave names, Hananiah, Mishael, oh, okay. and Azariah. Cool, I love right? it. Cool. <laughs> Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are like, fire me, pun intended, right? About right. to get thrown into the furnace. Right. Fire me. They get fired, then they get promoted. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar's like, uh, so y'all just escaped death. Yeah. I saw four of y'all in there. I only <laughs> threw in three. My dudes burnt up. You came out. Right. You don't smell like smoke. How about a promotion? Right. <laughs> right? I mean, yes. promotions actually come on the other side of yes. getting fired, which yes. you did. Yes. The nicest firing. Right. Right? Right. All right, so I want to speak to the other thing. This, this, this is not lost on me. I know it's not lost on you, but it's blowing my mind to think mm -hmm. about it in this context. We almost, and I'm t I'm speaking for like the culture right yeah. now. You know what I mean? We almost lost a great producer, executive, actor, writer. Ooh, this is I'm about to catch all the smoke. <laughs> we almost lost Devon Franklin to ministry. Mm. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was, man, it I mean, growing up, it was like, don't go to the movie. No, you know, you're supposed to be in the pulpit and you're supposed to, you know, have a church and all of that. Like that was, that was a big, 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 a lot of pressure on that. Um, but I was like, no, you know, God's going to do what he needs to do from a ministry standpoint as I pursue what I believe he's put on my heart to pursue, which is entertainment. So, 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 okay. Okay. It's one thing to look the executive in the eye to get an internship and say, yeah, I'm not going to work on the Sabbath. It's another thing to turn around and look the church community in the eye and say, <laughs> I'm not going to become your pastor. That's right. That's right. No, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I got to let this marinate real quick. Like, yeah. for real, we almost lost you to ministry. That's that me. sounds like a, I know I'm about to catch yeah. all the vapors for this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's a deep thought, man. Dude, we almost lost you to ministry because everybody that we find a gifting in, a talent in, an anointing on, we're like, you got to use it in the kingdom. And we call the kingdom your church. Yeah. And everybody's church ain't dope. No, but it also, it's not about using it in the kingdom. It's about using it for the kingdom. That's right. That is the difference. Yeah, yeah. Be because the kingdom is really code for castle. Mm. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
Seek ye first the castle. Right. You know what I mean? And the <laughs> right. castle is like what I'm doing. Right. right so right. like, man, yeah, I know. Yeah, Devon, I know you're doing all that for Sony, but like, I need you to produce this Easter play. Like, that's when you really using your gift. <laughs> if you can produce my Easter play. Lord I can't say it without laughing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If you, yeah. I, I want to do this thing around Christmas mm -hmm. about the star, and so I know you be doing a lot in Hollywood, but if you can help me with like this nativity scene, <laughs> and like I just want to put together like a 22 minute short, I'm gonna star in it, and it's like, oh, you, this about to be trash, fam. <laughs> you about to put us out. You, you ain't about to embarrass me. Put my name on this thing, right? <laughs> right. So, so. For, I have to say not only thank you for being 18 years old and not compromising your faith. Yeah. I also have to thank you for being in your 20s and not compromising your conviction mm -hmm. yeah. to where you knew God was calling you Amen. to do. Yep. Because you would have, had you done that. Oh, man. Man. I mean, but here's. I'm here's not saying God no. wouldn't use you and no, we no, still no, wouldn't no, know but, your name, but. But no, but I mean, but here's, here's <laughs> the part that's amazing about that is, you know, getting to Sony, you know, not only did I work on Pursuit of Happiness, which was, you know, one of the most inspirational films ever. Yes. Uh, and, you know, part of that movie, uh, the success of the film was because I created this, you know, faith-based marketing campaign. And I took Will Smith to Megafest and connected him and Bishop Jakes. And we did a screening, you know, for all the top, you know, pastors and bishops of the, uh, at the in the country at Megafest. And Bishop Jakes was just so kind to, you know, allow Will in the Georgia Dome to introduce the trailer and then introduce Kirk Franklin. I mean, it was just this epic, you know, activation of real yeah. faith. Yeah. And then the other part of the irony is that Michael Linton, who was the chairman of Sony at the time, knew Bishop Jakes from the from the publishing world. And so, you know, I, I was always always a big fan of, of Bishop Jakes to yeah. this day. Yeah. So at that point in time, I didn't know him. Yeah. And so I'll never forget, I'm in my office at Sony, which happened to be just a few doors down from the CEO's office, Michael Linton. And his office calls me and says, hey, uh, Michael wants you to join a meeting that he's having today uh, with Bishop Jakes. And I say, oh, OK. And I look at my outfit. I'm like, oh, man, I'm not dressed for this, but whatever. <laughs> you know, and I go into the meeting and literally Bishop Jakes comes and sits right next to me. Wow. You know? And so here's what. But to your point, you know, if I was trying to pursue, you know, ministry in the traditional sense, I would have missed the divine appointment because the thing about Bishop Jakes you know, which he's amazing, yeah. is that he needed someone on the inside to help yes. push his movies through the system. That's right. So we did Not Easily Broken, we yeah. did Jumping the Broom, we did yeah. Sparkle, yeah. and then we did, you know, Heaven is for Real. Yeah. And so the idea that God was like, no, no, I need to get you in position, not only for what I'm going to do through you, but also what I'm going to do through him, what I'm going to do through Will, what I'm going to do through other pieces of people and talent that I'm going to allow to be involved and invested in your life. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, being in Hollywood, you know, really has had a lot of purpose. And so while all that was happening and I'm moving up the ladder at Sony and making these movies, I got approached to do my uh, first book produced by faith. Mm -hmm. And it was all about how you don't have to compromise your faith to find success. And the, the Sony gave me the okay to do it. And I did it. And, you know, literally like they were like, they threw a book party for me, you know, at the chairman's house, literally. Like it was like on the cover of the book, it was like a Sony pictures executive. It was nothing but God, right? This called produced by faith. And I'm talking about how you, how the move, the whole book is about looking at your life as a movie. And every chapter is a chapter in development. 
that gets you all the way to production. So if you don't know anything about how the movie business works, you can read this book and learn how the movie business works. But then you also see how God is our director. Yeah, that's great. So it's beautiful. The book comes out. It's successful. I go in to do this film called Heaven is for Real. It was a book that uh, came in through Joe Roth and Bishop Jakes. And uh, long story short, we made the movie for $14 million. Opening weekend, it opens to, to $30 million. And two days after opening weekend, we in business, boys. Yes, <laughs> we in business. We in, we in business. business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm in the wow. I'm in the chairman's office, and she's like, "This movie's going to make a hundred million dollars. This is going to be one of the most profitable movies of the year, if not the most profitable." And you know what? It, what is it you want? And in that moment, the whole reason why I got into entertainment was I, at that time I wanted to have my own production company. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make my own. Films, mm -hmm. you know, I was inspired by Spike Lee and John mm -hmm. Singleton and, mm -hmm. and the Wayans. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, just all these incredible pioneers yeah. who had their own imprint, and that's yep. what I wanted. So yep. in that moment, I said, "I'm quitting, and I'm starting my company, and I want you to fund it." Uh, I said, "You know, I've been making so much money for y'all, <laughs> I got to invest in myself." So, you know, and so she, in in her, you know, vision and kindness, she said, "Okay." No problem. We will do that. We'll make a deal, but you can't negotiate with anyone else. Like we, we cannot lose what you, what you do. I said, okay. So we negotiate the deal. It takes about five, six months. A month after the deal closes, Sony's computers get hacked. All this information comes out. The chairman loses her job. So I tie that point in to what you were talking about earlier. You know, a lot of times as believers, you know, we don't believe. So we say, hey, I'm going to see what God's going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait. I'm going to pray. There, again, nothing wrong with those things. All those things have to be done, you know, according to the spirit. Yep. But if I did not move when that door was open, when she said, hey, what do you want? Yep. If I didn't move, I would have missed the window. That's right. Because she, the, the, the emails were still going to, in the future, the emails were still going to come out. She was going to lose her job. Yep. Yep. And yep. the yep. moment yep. those emails came out and she lost her job, all bets were off. Yep. So if you didn't have it done before yeah, then, or whatever man. that was, yep. there was no guarantee yep. any of it was going to happen. Yep. So the idea that in that moment, I was like, okay, God, if you're in this, then I'm going to see, I'm going to taste and see the Lord is good. Yep. In order to taste something, you got to put it in your mouth. You yeah, have yeah. to take, you don't, you can't just say, oh, it's good. You <laughs> right, right, know. right. Yeah, yeah. It's not you in your know. mouth. Exactly. Right, exactly. It's not on your palate. That's right. That's, That's right. right. So me saying it to her, hey, yeah. I didn't know what she was going to say, yeah. but I really wasn't worried about it. I was like, I believe this is what God's calling me to do. And let's see. And so we closed the deal. Uh, she loses her job, but I now have my production company. I have a deal with Sony. I did the first movie, Miracles from Heaven, with Bishop Jakes and Joe Roth. We did with Queen Latifah and, and uh, Jennifer Garner. And the movie was, yep. you know, yep. very movie. successful, mm -hmm. very successful. And then I moved that into uh, Doing the Star, which was, you know, an animated film with, yep. you know, voices from Oprah and Tyler Perry and so many people. And then I moved my deal from Sony to, to Fox. Uh, and I made a movie called Breakthrough, which was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song. Wow. Uh, and that movie starred Chrissy Metz. And then I just recently moved my deal to Paramount. Um, and uh, all, right, all right. Okay. Let's slow down real quick. Let's just. Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Because, okay, I mean, I'm about to. I feel like I'm about to explode up here. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. Okay. 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 So, uh, disclaimer. Uh, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you something. Okay. I've never had a guest on here that I felt like the Lord gave me a word for. So I'm just going to submit it to. I love it. I'm just going to submit I, it to. Yes, please. Um, so I, we referenced Daniel, but I really do feel like you're a Daniel. Mm. And what I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to me, Devon, was that 
like Daniel, you're going to have an incredibly long career Mm. doing what you do. Daniel served three kings. Mm, when, you, when you read through the book of Daniel, you know, we kind of like lollygag through it and we're just like, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, Cyrus, oh, Darius. And you don't realize by the time Daniel's thrown the lion's den, he's 80. Mm. This dude is in his 80s. Deep. Daniel 1, he's a teenager. Israel, Judah gets taken into Babylonian captivity while he's a teenager. That's right. But kings have literally been raised up, died, new kings have come, and he's still serving. Mm. The common denominator is him. It's not who's in charge of the government. It's not who's in charge of the corporation. It's not the imprint. I mean, you're literally telling me it was Sony, and then it was this, and then it was that, and I just moved (laughs) it over to Paramount. And it's like the common denominator is you. It's not I'm holding on. If this company goes, I go. No, because God's blessing is on you. So it doesn't matter who's in charge. Yeah. They still turn around and go. I mean, think about it. When every presidency comes in with a new cabinet. That's right. It would be unheard of for the secretary of state (laughs) to be the same for the Democratic leader as the Republican leader or an independent leader. Would not work. It wouldn't work. Except when God says, I put you there. There you go. It doesn't matter who comes in and who goes out. What you do and what and who you are remains. It prevails. Amen. So I just fe- I just felt like I needed to No, oh, thank you. I'm just submitting that. that to you. Yes, like, I receive it. Thank you. You're gonna be 60, 70, 80 years old, <laughs> still talking about I mean, you're gonna be like Clive Davis, like uh, <laughs> I just broke a new star. I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know why I'm alive still, but I guess I'm gonna break a new artist. I, I just feel like yeah, I there's that. a grace on you to do this yeah. for a very long time. Amen. You're not gonna be trying to hold on to like right. oh God, is this gonna run out? No. No, because you're not going to run out. Amen. Amen. You've lived your life in a way that that you're not going to run out. Amen. So I needed to say that. Okay, so. Thank you. Yeah, man. So, so, so you're like, you're low key Daniel, bro. Like I might, I might, I might be calling you Daniel as a nickname. I know your name's Devon, but I think you're Daniel. I think you're Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, I think you're Daniel. (laughs) So, so you, these sovereign moves get played and, and okay, so did, I think this is another encouraging point for um, our audience is you, you, you shot your shot. Yeah. You took your shot. Yeah. Ask for what you want. You weren't like, you know, if y'all could, right. It would be nice. Right. You're like, I've made you a lot of money. Yep. Check the scoreboard. (laughs) Check the scoreboard. (laughs) Right, right, right. I made you a lot of money. Yep. I want to make some money. I want creative control. Yeah. I want to produce some stuff. I produce your stuff. I want to produce my stuff. That's right. And in the same way, 18-year-old Devon said, I'm not taking any work on the Sabbath. Yeah. And they said, okay, here you are now, I think in your 30s at this point. Yeah. Going, give me my own. Yeah. And they're like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, this is. But here's what's so but here's what's important about that. Because I think this is the part that sometimes we miss. Okay. You cannot make a withdrawal from an account you put nothing in. So 
I was not asking her to give me something that from an account that I had not already put a lot in. So, you know, it's one thing because a lot of times, you know, as believers, we don't always have the trouble asking, but sometimes we ask, but we've never put anything in. And so what, you know, that and what that looked like, and I want to be very clear what that looked like is from the moment that I got to Sony. So it was about uh, nine, eight or nine years before the moment of me asking for my company. Yeah. And that was, you know, me showing up early. Yeah. Not just on time, early. Yeah. Uh, you know, going above and beyond. Yeah. Reading. Yeah. Learning, studying, yeah. serving. Yes, sir. You know, one of the reasons why I was so passionate about um, uh, Pursuit of Happiness had nothing to do with what the movie would do for my career. Nothing. Yeah. Had everything to do with Will Smith had meant so much to me. He still does to this day. I mean, what I didn't tell you is that even though I left his company, uh, he called Tracy Edmonds to vouch for me. Wow. He called the head of MGM to wow. vouch for me. Wow. He told the head of Sony, yeah. this is my guy. Yeah. Without ever being asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. who he was. Yeah, so yeah. when Okay, that's who he was. That's who he is. That's who he is. But that's who you are. Yes, amen. Right, amen. right, right. Yeah. That so part. I receive it. So yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because absolutely. Your, your name was good. Yes, yes. <laughs> but but that came from service. That's correct. Right. So being, yeah, yeah, being yeah, yeah. the internship, the unpaid intern, and yeah. know, getting the coffee orders and getting the, the yeah. lunch orders. Yes. And copying the script. Yes. And filing and getting dry yes. cleaning and driving yes. people around. Like that's all service. Yes. And I learned it is. all that in the church. Yes, man. So that is what got me on the radar of a Will Smith was service. So that when I got to Sony, I'm like, I have to serve. I have to give back. Okay, I, there's a faith element in this movie that's speaking to me. Let me try to give back. Okay, on every other film, how can I find the scene where I can give back and do something and help my colleagues and all of this? So my point is that by the time I was asking for my company, I was doing it with a strong foundation yes, sir. of service that's and right. character and integrity yes. and creativity and, yes. and collaboration yes. and work camaraderie, ethic. work ethic, yes. and not to mention to the point that I had, that the movies I worked on had generated a lot of revenue that's right. you know, for the for the studio. So I wasn't making an empty request. Yes. And I, I wasn't making a request prior to my time, if, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I want to scream. <laughs> but we both have on headphones and it would hurt both our ears. <laughs> Devon, you are giving secret sauce to, to a culture who wants no skin in the game mm. and all the results. Mm. I, I mean, what you are talking about is the way I see it in scripture, yeah, it's the way I've seen it in my life. Yeah. You don't avoid it, but right. you got people that to your point, they're going to the teller and saying, "Give me a million." <laughs> right. And it's like you don't even have an account Count here. here. <laughs> right? like, it's not insufficient right. funds. You know right. what I mean? You're not 850 grand short. That's right. You don't even have an account here. That's right. You've never put no money here. And you want me to put you on? Right. You want me to do what for you? Who are you? What have you done? Who have you served? Who can vouch for you? That's right. That's right. I mean, Will's making calls compelled just because 
man, I just fired that dude, and he was so. Let me, <laughs> I got to help. He compelled. He felt compelled on his own. His own, right? You weren't like, well, can you at least put in a good word for me on nah, the other he, side? Man, he that was that was all you know. But but it's the a point. good name. Yes, is better. Yes. than a good bank account. But but the thing I, I, you know, and one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about sharing my story, especially as it relates to, you know, speaking to believers and young believers is like this, the the path and I've been guilty of like, okay, wanting to move fast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, but it's like, yo, that's not the real path Mm -mm. because as fast as you get, as fast as you're going to lose it. And, and when we take our time, I mean, by the time I asked for the company and asked for my own deal. I've been in the business since I was 18 years old. Yeah. That wasn't until I was 36. Right. So I I was believing for this for you know almost 20 years. Yes, yes. That having part. no idea when it was gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. So showing up and, yeah. and continuing to believe and yeah. work. And there were definitely some some dark nights of the soul. Cause yeah. it's like when we have this dream, yes. you know, we want it so badly That's right. and it doesn't happen. We're like, God, right. what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there were times I'd even be in my office at Sony, like in tears, like, God, wow. what's happening? What are you doing? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. You know, I'm helping all these people and this is great, but when when is my day going? Yeah, come? yeah, yeah. For sure. So it was a lot of that, but I didn't allow any of that to get me out of the commitment to serve. And I yeah. think that's what's missing in this generation. It's just like, you you got to serve your you way. Do. You have to find something and someone that you invest in. You have yes. to carry a crown before you wear one. That's right. You know, and you have to, and most of the time that carrying the crown is carrying somebody else's crown. That's exactly right. You know, and ultimately through how we carry somebody's crown and shine other, someone else's crown. That's right. Will determine how, how and when we get ours. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this generation wants it fast and they look at Instagram and look at TikTok and I just want to become famous. What does that mean? Yes, that's right. What does it mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Fame yeah. Can, in and of itself, in my opinion, should yep. never be the end game. Can't be. It, it can't be because it will. It will. It will self. You will self destruct. Correct. If that's all you want it for. Yeah. And also, we and I've been there before. Have a temptation to misjudge God because of the timing. I'm thinking, God, you have forgotten about me, right? Before before this moment where I was able to receive my company, you've forgotten about me, God. Like you know, I wanted to have this when I was 30 years old, and God was like, you don't even realize that the audience that I'm calling you to make content for is not even ready when you're 30. So, you know, I'm trying to prepare people to have an appetite for what you're serving. It's just not ready yet. And truth be told, you're not ready yet. You think you are, but you're not. So that required me to be humble and keep working until I felt and saw the door open. Because see, in Hollywood, when you have a hit, that's when you have the momentum. That's when you, so me doing a movie for $14 million that nobody believed in. Yep. You know, I mean, the, the Sony even cut the marketing budget on Heaven is Real before it came out because they didn't believe in it. Wow. And so this movie comes out and beats Johnny Depp's film and does $30 million in five days, goes on to $100 million worldwide to this day. As a, from a pure faith-based standpoint, it's like the number one faith-based movie ever. So, you know, when they saw that, they were like, oh, okay, Devon, what do you want? So I, I was savvy enough to understand the business to know, okay, got it. Yep. Now this is my window. Yeah, 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 now yeah. this is my time yeah. because I have enough equity yep. in the account yep. to make the withdrawal yep. that will then set me up. Yep. If I had asked for it at any other time before then, I would not be sitting talking to you right now. All right, so, okay, so I, <laughs> listen, no, 
so I, I'm a very emotional creature. I cry really easy. Like I'm just, and dude, like this, this should be a moment where like, you're like, I'm pumped up, but like I'm on the verge of tears, like mm. for real deep because, um, Oh my gosh. I, I, I am. If, if people look at my life from the outside in, they think, dude, this dude has made some savvy moves. Mm. When the truth of the matter is, I won't take a step until he tells me to. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wherever he has me, I am there until he taps me on the shoulder. Yeah. And it just so happens, man, this thing is getting me. It just so happens that when he taps me, I move. Yes. I question him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. Why are we why are we leaving? <laughs> it's two thirty in the morning. Why are we leaving, Dad? <laughs> I don't know why we're leaving right That's now. Right. I like That's it here. Right. He's like, We we gotta go. Yeah. And every time that I've done that. I might not know. If, when you move at 2.30 in the morning, you're like, oh, where are we going? Where are we? And then we pull up to the next spot. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice over here, daddy. <laughs> like, I love that, but I love this too. Like, there is a, I mean, you 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 giving us gold wow. Amen. Thank you. on movement mm. and timing. It's, it's, um, again, I get pictures. There's too many green bananas mm. out here trying to go in these smoothies. Make you sick. <laughs> It'll make you sick. A green banana mm-hmm. ain't supposed to go in nobody's smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You are not ripe yet. And I think one of the reasons why most people wind up rushing when they're green is because they think they'll be brown mm. by tomorrow. Right. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I love that. I don't have enough time. Yeah. I'm losing time. If I don't get it now, I'll never get it. And it's like, let it come to you. You don't have to go to it. Let me give you a story. So um, I, I served at Potter's House for 13 and a half years. Oh, okay. I moved. I, I was born and raised in Inglewood, uh, uh, and in you know, Inglewood, West Covina, Valinda, all all that area within twenty mile radius of uh, of here. So uh, I get saved in '96. I moved to uh, uh, Texas in '97. I joined the Potter's House on their one year anniversary, mm-hmm. so July of '97. So I'm there for thirteen and a half years. I meet Juliet there. Everything I am in ministry is due to that Amen. season of my life. Yeah. Um, um, and I'll never forget uh, the, the, the youth pastor was grooming me to take his position. Mm-hmm. And um, a year out before he transitioned, he said, uh, hey, I'm a year out and I want you to succeed me. So I've already started talking to Bishop Jakes about you and I want you to move into this position. And uh, it was a one-on-one conversation. And my response was, um, I'm not ready for it, and neither is my marriage. Mm, Deep. And he goes, what do you mean you're not ready? 
I've, I've had you preaching for me. There's a grace on you. And I said, well, um, I just got married. And so we're like married like three years. We're just trying to figure out some stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that's number one. I said, but the other thing is I'm still trying to pin down the trauma of my past. I was sexually abused when I was eight years old and pornography was a big thing. I came out of a lot of promiscuity. And so I was like, um, I don't trust myself around 18 year old girls. Like I'm telling you right now, if, if I'm the youth pastor, right? I, if one of these 18, 19 year olds that run track, Man. show me some attention, I'm, I'm probably going to smash them. Right. That's deep. And this dude is looking at me like, <laughs> what, what, what? what kind of successor have I, <laughs> I got have I groomed? Right, I, right, I've right. definitely missed God. Right. I didn't get the position because I didn't take it. Mm. Not because it wasn't offered. I knew I wasn't ready. Yeah, that's good. And, um, he moved on to someone else and uh for the for the first six months everybody was like you're, you're the new youth pastor right because so and so left so it's got to be you it, like it was such a mm. foregone conclusion that it was going to yeah. be me yeah. i'm like no i didn't take it and they're like oh my god and what yeah. what's to happen i'm like oh, don't ask you know what i mean like it was a private conversation four years later that was in 2002. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was married three years. So four years later, uh, I'm on the road with Josh McDowell, and um, uh, I get a call from Potter's House, Human Resources. Hey, we would like to offer you a, a position at the church. And I was like, for what? Because there was already a youth pastor there, so I'm like, <laughs> right? did something happen to that youth pastor? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, my goodness. And they went, the HR person literally had to go, um, no, 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 let me go check real quick. Let me go check. I, I said, what's the position for it? Because they said associate pastor. They were like, uh, this is for um, young adult pastor. Hmm. And I gladly accepted the position Wow. in May of 2006. And we started the young adult ministry in September of 2006. Hmm. Here's the thing. Four years later, all of those teenagers were young adults. Mm. So I didn't miss out on nothing. Wow. Right. You still got a chance. To I still inherited. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who I would have inherited. Right. Four years prior. Right. But now you were ready. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, a, I served for four years. Integrity, character. I, I, I was better. I was wow. a better person. Yeah. I had got to the core of my trauma. So, all those young ladies were my sisters in Christ and I loved on them and, and, wow. and I could pastor them and there was nothing in me that was, Oh my goodness. Uh, no, I, they, these are my, these are my, the people that God has entrusted to me and Bishop Jakes has entrusted to me and 18 through 30 years old. We grew that thing to 750 people wow. on a Friday night and I loved every single moment of it wow. because the Lord was just, the, the Lord was kind enough to bless me 
for being honest enough with him. Mm, that's deep. And with the and with the the pastor that was trying to yeah. you know, who was going to you were going to Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, that yeah. took yeah. a lot of courage. Yeah, it and yeah. a lot of self-awareness that's to right. be able to acknowledge like hey, yeah. yeah, I want it, but I don't want it no. at the expense. At the expense of yes. me. Yes. I don't want to do this for 2 days and fumble the bag. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And and to your point it's like if you would have got this if you would have asked for it early. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You, you, it would have been like the prodigal son. Yeah, exactly. The prodigal son asked for his inheritance at a time his father was still generating wealth. Yeah. So all he got was not all his daddy had. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. So, so, so it's like take, when you make that withdrawal too early. Oh man. And spend it. Oh man. It's spent. The prodigal son gets to come back home. Yes. He gets a party, yes. a coat, a ring, yes. some slippers. He don't get no more money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the money's gone. You know what I mean? He gets to live with his daddy the rest of his life, but it's not like he's going to get another two million. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. it. So, I mean, that's the. Yeah. I just think it's a, it's. <sighs> thank you. Mm. Thank you for, for helping us appreciate the beauty of waiting. That's mm. probably another book. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not telling you what to do. I'm patience, just saying. Man. Patience, patience is a Ooh. virtue. Okay, so now you're at Paramount. Uh, yeah, my company's at Paramount okay. on the film side. I have a, a deal on the TV side with CBS Studios. Uh, so you know, I just did a uh, pilot for them earlier this year yep. um, called Early Edition. It didn't go to series, but okay. you know, we we're developing a lot of yeah, different things. Yeah, you churn out. I did yeah. a series for BET and BET Plus called Kingdom Business, and we're about to go into our second season on that. I have another film that comes out next year on Richard Montanez, who was the creator of Flamin' Hot Cheetos, believe it or not. What? Yeah, Richard Montanez was a Mexican janitor, uh, worked for Frito-Lay. He, he's a believer. Came up with the idea to put chili powder on a Cheeto and market it to his community in Southern California. And next thing you know, what we know is Flamin' Hot took off and became a billion-dollar brand and he gets promoted to become do- uh, director of multicultural marketing. You know, one of the top executives in the company. Yeah, <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah, the dude responsible for cheesy fingers. Yep, yep, with the, the red <laughs> dust. That's right, the red dust. Yep, flaming hot Cheetos. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let me ask you this: How does it feel to be in a position after serving so many incredible imprints, labels, people? How does it feel to be in a position where you are now that person? Because <laughs> no, because I don't feel like that. I don't think like that. I don't know. I'm but like, you are though. I, well, I mean, you know, I guess it's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Tyler is a, Tyler Perry is a, a good friend of mine, and yeah. I always tell him, I'm like, man, you motivate me and depress me at the same time when I get a chance to talk to him and hang with him because I'm like. I think I'm doing something, you know, and then it's like, man, I ain't doing nothing. He's like, I bought another hundred acres. <laughs> right, right, right. I bought another island. You know, and, I'm like, and oh, I just man. did it to do a, just to land a plane. They're like, right. What? And totally, totally. Same wow. thing. Like when I go to Will's uh, and Jada's, I'm like, man, I, man, I, God, I don't understand. I'm come on, Lord. Give me, you know, how, how does it, how is it everything falling over here? Like, can't some of that fall on me? Wow. You know, uh, so my point is that, yeah, uh, I don't, really think of myself in that way. I yeah, think yeah, of yeah. myself as like, you know, I'm still hungry. I got a lot to do. Yeah. 
you know, there's still, you know, I still feel like I'm making my mark. I don't feel like I've made my mark. Yep. You know, I feel like I'm really, you know, really trying to press into all that God has for me and yeah. who he's created me to be. I mean, that's why, you know, I write and, yeah. and I produce and I do, and I preach. And, uh, I, to your point you mentioned earlier, like I just started really getting into acting and, Yeah. You know, I'm on TV as a personality. I'm like trying to do all the things that are in me that yep. God is organically uh, anointing and ordaining as a way to really be fully of service and yep. also just to explore and see. Like, yes, I'm grateful that I have the production company and God has led me to this point. However, thou shall have no other gods before me. That part. So the key is to not even make the identity of a producer as the God. Correct. Absolutely. Right. Correct. It's just like, right. okay, no, I want to be Devon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, yeah. and, and all that that means and Devon sometimes will produce Devon sometimes will preach some Devon will sometimes act Devon will sometimes be on TV. Devon will be doing a lot of different things. Yeah. 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 But what happened for me is I, in those moments when I would attach too much to any identity. Yep. God would, you know, basically slap my hand. That's yeah. how it felt like, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, don't hold on to that. Yeah, yeah, for Hold sure. on to me yep. and let me be the one to kind of, you know, walk you through all of this. And yeah. that's also one thing that I will say is a lot of people, you know, mistake me for a pastor, you know, and, and I'm, I'm very mindful. You are a pastor. My younger brother is a pastor. You, yeah. you are currently responsible to a local congregation. Yeah. My younger brother is responsible to a local congregation. You know, me going in and preaching in someone's pulpit ain't yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. think for the outside world, like I would never wear the title of like, oh, I'm a doctor, but really I'm just a nurse. You right, 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 I mean? right, 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 like, right. No, right. no, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, yes, I yeah. might be able to help get yeah. you healed, but I want to be very clear. Yeah. The role of pastor and what pastors do yeah. is it, it it should be respected. Yeah. Uh, and it's not something I would ever take on, but people, you know, there's been a lot of, I think, uh, misunderstanding of who I am. Yeah, I think for sure. Like, oh, he's a pastor. I'm like, no, yeah. I preach. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, and I'm grateful to preach and I yeah. feel anointed to preach and I'm, and I'm really thankful for the opportunities. Yeah. Yet, you know, I'm here to do everything God's called me to do. For sure. And incorporate ministry into all of it. Yeah. And God has uniquely suited me for Hollywood. Yeah. Um, to be able to bring this type of content and be who I am in this business that historically people have thought was against us, but it's not true. Not at all. At all. No. If anything, you know, doors are being opened now for, you know, believers in ways I never thought possible when I first started in the business. Yeah. So um, you saying that got some smiles from my producers because, uh, you know, I'm actually wrapping up my season as a lead pastor mm -hmm. of a church. Man. And I, seven years, I, I I never, I never imagined I would do it for thirty years. But you couldn't have paid me to believe I'd do it for less than ten. Right. So so, but the Lord's like seven, and you're done. So we paid off our church building two point two million dollars in six months. Nice. My successor is, he's 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 a way better pastor than, than I'll ever be. He's just amazing. Um, but for for, for all seven years, Devon, nobody could call me pastor. Mm. They all called me Tim. Love that. They all called my wife, Juliet. And our our reasoning behind that was pastoring is what we do. It's not who we are. There you go. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like you're saying the same thing Absolutely. is is I don't want to be called my verb and or adjective. Right. If Usain Bolt walked in here right now, we wouldn't go runner Usain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Hey, Michael, hey, swimmer Mike, come in. Would never happen. W would never happen. Right. And yeah. so 
pastoring is what I do. Tim is who I am, mm. right? Jesus was given a name that was above all names, not a title that was above all titles. That's right. Right? So he is our chief apostle, but he was given, a, there's power in his name. Amen. Not in his title. Like there We don't rebuke go. demons in the Rose of Sharon, and <laughs> the Bright and Morning Star, and Emmanuel, and That's God right. with us. You know, Paul referred to himself as Paul, an apostle. Yes. Here's who I am. This is what I do. Amen. You know? And so I feel like when we, when, when, when we can, it's, it sounds like the reason why you've been able to go through all these iterations and be in all these places is that you've stayed an integrated person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, we, we had just been talking about this on a, on, a, on a couple of other pods that, that when I feel like it, when you start taking on the adjectives and the verbs, yeah. you disintegrate. Yeah, because I got to be a producer over here and I got to be this over here and I got to be that over here. Well, after a while, you're like, I just want to be me. <laughs> right. And if I can't be me in front of all of y'all, we usually go to a dangerous place to be ourselves. Yes, you got that right. Because we're trying to escape. Yeah. And so we, the pendulum usually swings wildly to the other side. Like, it's, yeah. we don't just go golf. Like, we, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We go do something stupid. Wild out. And golf. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, so I... um. I'm 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 really interested in uh your uh your now and because here's what I'm when I when I was talking about you being in the position I'm thinking about 18-year-old Devons right who even though you're like I'm not even I haven't even made my mark yet yeah not to an 18 year old you know what I mean they like sir you've made a mark or else I wouldn't be right where I am so there's there's other there's other, these this young uh group of people coming that have been inspired by you like you were inspired by others Amen. and in 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 as you sit in that seat where where the buck stops with you sure. proverb, proverbially yeah. um God has obviously entrusted you with that influence and entrusted you with that power. Yes. We don't like to use that word a lot because we think yeah. it must be evil. You, right, you know what I mean? Right, right, <laughs> right. right, right, right. But, but it's not. When God gives you influence and he gives you a, a measure of power, it is, what you do with it is where it can get dangerous. Not having it, what you That's do right. with it. I, I live in Texas. I own guns. <laughs> These right. guns have never accidentally popped off right. <laughs> you know what i'm saying right guns have never accidentally popped off they're right. intentionally used based on the person that's holding it yeah so as you as you steward this power now in mm -hmm. where you are now how does that feel for you and i think i'm okay i want to get more specific sure i'm two months out here yeah in a space God's calling me out of the boat. Mm. I am standing on water. Amen. Okay. Yeah. I've been in, I got saved when I was uh, 20, uh, uh, January 14th of 96. I preached my first sermon February 26th of 96. Wow. So five months later, I mean, wow. five weeks later, five weeks later. Yeah, yeah. And I've been preaching ever since. Mm. Okay. To go. So to be in ministry for 26 years and he like, uh, now come out here and stand on water and do a podcast. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And the podcast has reached more people and been more effective than anything I've done in ministry in 26 years. Yeah. This is the weirdest place I've ever. More people know me from podcasting than they know me from preaching sermons. I 
I'm like, where have y'all been for two and a half decades? <laughs> <laughs> Did I was it not a good sermon? I thought y'all liked it. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm I'm trying to figure out how to steward. I'm now being recognized in airports. Oh, that's cool. I'm now, and I'm an introvert. So this is a very weird space for me. Mm-hmm. So let me take it out of being a general question <laughs> uh, to more specific, which is also weird because um, I'm not used to yeah, trying to get something from myself. But I, I, I need to know what I don't know. <laughs> right you, you know what I mean God has trusted me with a different type of influence yeah. and so how have you stewarded that and what advice would you have for me I guess the best way I can ask that question yeah um, if you would be so kind. sure no no absolutely <laughs> um you know how have I stewarded that that's a good question you know I would say first and foremost uh organically mm. You know, just to the point that you're making about, okay, you know, you're just starting out and seeing where it goes and, okay, God's doing that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So just being organic with it without, you know, enforcing that sort of, you know, striving, yep you know, energy of like, oh, it's got to be this. Like, no, let's just see what what it's going to be. It's great. And let's see who I'm going to become. Yes. Right? So this is a period of learning yourself. Yep. And so you don't know this you. So it's like, okay, let me be patient to get to know this me. This me has already been here, has always been here, but I'm getting a chance to learn him and know him and who he's, what he's about and how he thinks. Yeah. You know, that give yourself the space and the grace to be able to say, yeah, I'm, I don't, I'm getting to know me. Yeah. I need to know this person. I'm getting to know because being in a pulpit, that, that, you, know, you can do that on autopilot. I can. Most, most can, because it's like, it's, it's very easy to do. Yeah. It, it's very easy in terms of, you know, the structure of Correct. It, I've been doing right? it 26 yes, years. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, preaching and stuff is not easy. Right. You Understood. Know, and pastoring is not easy. But Correct. In terms of like, oh, I know you do this, you do this on a weekend, you do this for a service. Like yep. there's a roadmap yes, that you can follow to the degree where it can become routine. Yes, sir. So the season that you're in right now, there is no roadmap. Correct. So as a result, it's very hard to know who you really are until you give yourself the time and the space to, as this develops and as you develop to really understand this new you that is that the world is getting a chance to see the, the birth of, so to speak, the true you, Yes, sir. you know? And so for me, you know, part of it's being organic. Part of it is just giving me, giving myself the the space and the grace to be able to grow. Uh, The other thing that's really, really important. Humility has its place but you must be completely confident in who you are in your gifts. Why I say this is because from the church, we bring this like, I'm not worthy and, you know, and no, no, you know, not me. And what happens is when we are not making decisions from the most confident version of ourselves, we then make decisions from the lesser version and we bring people into our lives and our teams that serve the lesser version, not the fuller version, because we didn't have enough confidence to step into the fuller version. Let me tell you something. As you get more confident, if you've aligned yourself with people that don't see the fuller version of you, you're going to be in for a lot of challenges. And I'm here to tell you, you will go as far as your team goes. Yes, sir. And as far as your team carries you and as far as you carry your team. Yes, sir. You know, I'm, I'm a big basketball fan. I yep. love Steph Curry. Yep. You know, we've, we've worked together. Yeah. We have projects together right now. Yep. 
It don't matter how dope Steph is on the, on the court. Yep. If he doesn't have the right people that are like-minded, that see the fuller version of him, and he sees the fuller version of them, and they bring that out of each other every day, they can't win four chips. Yep. It's not going to happen. Yes, sir. So the reason why I share this is even in this season of getting to know yourself, be confident in, in what you do know. Yep. And make sure you're bringing people into your life and your team that believe in that confidence and see it. Yes, sir. Don't just be like, oh, you know, well, I'm just happy to be put on. No, 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 no. I'm happy to be put on, but yeah. I got to have the right people that see the vision, yep. that are going to help me execute the vision, that are excellent. Yep. It's very, very important. Very important in this season. Yes, sir. Last thing I would say, because I could say a lot about it. Uh, in a book that I wrote called The Success Commandments, I have a whole chapter called You Have to Master the Walk of Fame. Mm. Master the Walk of Fame. So you're saying, hey, I'm getting stopped in, in airports. Okay, great. God is increasing your fame. As he increases your territory, your fame, your notoriety is going to increase. Don't fear it. Okay, embrace it. But how do you how do you do that? As so I talk about in the Success Commandments, one of the main ways to navigate fame is to, to think about it in this context. You know, we were created to give praise, not receive it. Correct. So if people, I mean, you know, people come up to me all the time, like, oh my goodness, you know, you're Devon and you, you, you've written a book or I watch you on social media or you prayed for me or whatever. Yep. And so I take that in, yep. right? But I don't take ownership of it. And here's Correct. what I mean by that. I take it in and say, wow, God, you use me to have that impact. Great. Thank you, Lord. Cool. Wonderful. I'm glad that blessed you. Yeah, let's take a picture. No problem. Yeah. Cool. I just, great. Yeah. But I'm not saying, oh, you know what? I'm famous. Right, 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 it's right, because, right. because, you yeah, know, no. I'm the dope. Like, no, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> right, right, wrong. right, I'm right, right. I'm used of God. Yep. And I feel confident in how he uses me. Yeah. And every time someone comes up to me, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Keep that that spirit. Oh, this is really cool. Yeah. This is really cool. Yeah. That I did a podcast that tested by his life and now yeah. they're they're in their purpose. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. God, yeah. look at you. Yeah. You know, so then that helps you navigate fame because when we start to take in that fame, when we start to take in that popularity, it's like when we eat a meal that we're not supposed to eat and we get over overstuffed and it makes us sick. Correct. And so when we get sick, we gotta go find outlets to deal with the sickness. And a lot of times that's where the the increase of vice happens. Yeah, like that's I, right. I, I've eaten too much of my own hype. I've eaten too much mm. of my own press. Mm. And I've got to get a vice to help me alleviate the pressure because we were not created to do that. All right, I'm going to stop because I know no, the hour is late. Man. I don't even know how long we've been talking. What time is it? I got a one o'clock lunch. What time is it? Oh my God, it? no, we got to let you go. You got know. a one o'clock lunch? Yeah, what time? 12 what? Oh, we're good. We're okay, good. okay. We're good. Oh yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. I was about to. Say, and I still have my sixteen is good. And I literally yeah, have, have my uh, watch still on Dallas time. <laughs> and so I look down. It says two sixteen. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> no, we good. We good. We good. Lunch. No, okay, we good. Okay. We ten minutes up the okay, road. Straight, so we straight, good. Straight. We straight. All right. We straight. So let me say thank you so much, man. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for speaking that into me. I I I believe I I've I've done a good job of being able to give God his glory. Yes. Because the pulpit is no different from yes, you're correct. a movie Absolutely. screen. Absolutely. One thousand percent. Same, right? Yep. So 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 I'm good at that. I I just think because of the way my personality, the confidence I don't really have an issue with. Yeah. It's but you're right. I I my neural pathways 
have never been here before. Correct. So, and my body has never been here before. Correct. Like, I, you know, the premiere that we went to last night, I got an executive producer credit on it. They call all the executive producer credits up on the platform. And Sam pointed out, it was like, when you first stood up there, I could tell by your body language, you were like, I was trying to get behind everybody. <laughs> like, put, y'all move up and let me just stand behind. And then about, you know, a quarter of the way through, I'm like, I'm supposed to be up here. That's right. I paid this money. That's it. <laughs> I got the credit. I got the credit. My name is on the document. My name is on the doc. I'm supposed to be here. That's right. And so I went from this posture where my hands were behind my back and I'm kind of like deflecting to like my hands are now firmly in front of me. And I'm like, I embrace this moment. Yes. But it is new and I have to give myself time because I am not used to me. Yes. On water. Right. I'm used to me on a boat. Right. <laughs> you know that well. I know that really, really well. Yes. And I need to I need to give myself time to get used to this. Yes. Yeah, I need to give myself yes. time to get thank you. Yes. And enjoy yeah. while you're getting yeah. You know, while you're getting a chance to learn yourself. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and know what's true for you and what yep. isn't true for you. Yeah. And you know, there may be some conflicts. Yep. And what I mean by that is the old identity which you know. So yep. you, so even when we are our most humble self, the ego is still present. For sure. Absolutely. So the ego self says, I need familiarity. Mm. The soul says, I need freedom. Mm. So the conflict is as freedom is manifesting and as the new you know, infrastructure is taking shape, that ego is like, it's going, you know, what are you doing? Cause I knew this. I don't know what you're doing over here. Mm -hmm. You know, Tim, mm -hmm. what are you doing? What, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? So that mm -hmm. voice in your head starts yes. to go, can go crazy. So yes. just be aware of that. Yep. And you know, for me, like, you know, in terms of managing that, cause I, you know, trust me, it's like, I have that voice in my head. Where I'm yeah. like, Oh, what am I doing? Yeah. I'm just like, okay, you know what? I'm right where I need to be. That's right. I'm right where I need to be. I got, I don't need to know how it's all going to play out. Yep. But what I do know is I can't go back to how I was. And if that voice is trying to draw me back to an identity that God is delivering me from, yep. then I just have, I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I hear you. Yep. Like, literally, I know it sounds crazy, but I talk, I'm like, okay, I hear you. Yep. Yeah, you have a great point. Yeah. But I know this is where I need to be. That's right. And I'd rather embrace the discomfort. Yes. Of what destiny feels like. Yes. Ooh, to the embrace. discomfort of destiny? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, versus the familiarity of of where we've come from. I, I told the Lord, um, you know, after I made the announcement to the congregation, um, uh, I I don't know what you have planned for me. Mm -hmm. um, but I would be okay if I never pastored again. Like, like, like I, I knew I was supposed to do it. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and, and this path and trajectory has been exactly what he's ordered my steps, but I, I, there's something about this podcast. There is something about being able to touch people without the, the, the structure of a sermon. Yeah. Absolutely. We've had more athletes, more entertainers, more artists, more everybody reach out over like a 90 second clip 
than they ever have a 90 second sermon. Absolutely. And so I, I just want to be in a position to help as many people as I can. Yeah, me too. And that's like, I, <laughs> this might be like the, the craziest compliment you've ever received in your whole life. I'm so glad you didn't become a pastor. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. On behalf Thank you very much. Thank you. Of <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate on, that. On behalf of <laughs> believers everywhere, <laughs> I've never been so happy to see a man dodge a pulpit in my life. <laughs> like as a as a as a calling. I you know what I mean? Of course. To be able to move in and out of that freely. I'll I mean, I love the local church. I'm not yes. jaded. I'm not a deconstructionist. I'm not like you, you know, I you know, we our, our church transitioned because God told us to. There was no yeah. illegality. There was no immorality. You know what right, I mean? There's right, no, right, right. Don't nobody had no pick of me in their phone. There ain't right. no smoke. Ain't no fire. There's a lot of scandalous stuff going on out here. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, no, this is just God's God tapped me on the shoulder and it's mm. time to go. And so, mm. but what you've said is, is incredibly helpful to me. Mm. Amen. And, and this time you've graciously given is incredibly helpful to us, of this whole tribe. I mean, um, thank you. Thank you, of course. You're I mean, welcome. thanks for having me. And really, the real MVP is Denora. <laughs> she, yes. she ain't even in the she ain't even in the shot That's but i'm right. telling you denora you the mvp yes she is yes she is thank you That's for allowing the holy spirit to nudge you and 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 make this happen and i'm forever grateful to you yeah yes um fam i uh I think that's it. <laughs> I want to be a good steward of your time. I want you to get your, your name has been good. I do not want to make you two minutes late to your next meeting. Even though it's 10 minutes, I ain't milking it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want to be able to like properly hug you afterwards oh, and like man. send you off. But nah, man. Devon, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for man. doing what you're doing. Thank, thank you, man. you for following where God is calling you and walking on water and taking those steps. Yeah, man. People, what people forget. The, the the storm had not calmed when That's you correct. stepped on that water. That's absolutely correct. So as you're navigating the various storms of transition and still being here and doing what you're doing, man, I want to say thank you. Thank you, man. I absolutely. appreciate it. I love you. I'm love praying you for you. Right I got your back. Thank you. Likewise. All right, everybody. Go. Y'all gonna we we might not need we might need to like let a week breathe because we usually do weekly posts, weekly uh, uh, drops. I might let this one breathe for two weeks before we drop another one. I might play this one two weeks in a row. <laughs> I might premiere this joint two weeks in a row and be like, is this the same? Did he do a part two? <laughs> Didn't he say that on the last? It's the same one. <laughs> I might do that, y'all. Metabolize this, digest this in. I love y'all. Peace.